Well, hey there, folks. Before we get into this episode of the podcast, quick programming note I'd like to share with you. Coming up on Friday, January 13th, Friday the 13th, I will be hosting a live stream on my YouTube channel, and I will be joined by Patriot Prime himself, the host of Patriot Prime Reviews. We're going to be talking about his YouTube channel and his toy reviews, as well as collecting. And, you know, since it is Friday the 13th, we're going to have to talk about everybody's favorite hockey mask slasher as well. I continue to be surprised by the size of the overlap in that Venn diagram between Transformers fans and Friday the 13th fans. Uh, it's going to be a really fun conversation and I'd like to invite you to join us this Friday, January 13th, starting at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time on the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast YouTube channel. And hey, if you're listening to this in the far-flung future and Friday the 13th 13th, 2023 has already happened. No worries. You can always catch the video again, along with my other past live streams right there on the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast YouTube channel. And of course, you can listen to the podcast. And speaking of the podcast, let's get on to today's episode. It's all new. <laughs> oh, and it says live. Okay, very good. And and there are no people watching. Perfect. It's like, but you said it for 7:30, but it's 7:10. It's like, yes, because I used to do the thing where like I would set it for seven and then would do like 25 minutes of pre-show grab ass. And then um like my notifications would get all screwed up. It was it, it was just a whole whole big dumb thing. <laughs> Can't tell us this stuff until we're live. That's really important to tell us right now. <laughs> yes. Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and in this episode, I would like to share with you even more from our discussion about Transformers Earthspark. It was the gathering of Mike and the Earth Sparkles. Uh, I think that's what we landed on. Uh, but it was an incredible panel discussion featuring Joe Bot and Chally and Lita, General Checkno, and Michael Andrews. We talked about that uh, that show at length. And I want to remind you if you have not yet checked out our panel discussion about Transformers Earthspark. You can go back one episode from this one and give that podcast a listen. I know a handful of folks have checked it out already and the feedback has been uh, really nice and incredible and I appreciate all, appreciate all that. Uh, we had a blast with it and if you haven't checked it out yet, I think you'll like it um, also. But if you're already thinking you're listening to this, you're looking at the runtime and you're like, hey man, that episode was over three hours already. What else could there be possibly there else to say? Well, as you know well by now, 
Uh, brevity is not my first best strength, and I am prone to going on tangents within a conversation, especially when the conversation is fizzy and popping and we're, we're really vibing. And that's what a lot of this episode is. Uh, I will, I will talk a little more later about how these two podcast episodes kind of came together as well as remind you of the value of backing up your work. Uh, but when we did our earth spark show, uh, back, uh, several weeks ago, we did it as a live stream. And if you're interested in checking out that video, you can watch it over on my YouTube channel and see how the conversation unfolded in real time, raw and unedited. And, uh, and I think the chat, uh, the live chat for that stream is still there as well. That that was a lot of fun. There was some lively discussion that didn't even necessarily make it into the context of the conversation. So that that could be um, a cool, fun way uh, to interact with uh, with this content as well. Uh, but we went for about three and a half hours, and I ended up cutting about I don't know maybe maybe fifteen twenty minutes of content out uh most of which was tangents but when i added in a bunch of drops and sound effects and the intro and the outro music the runtime for that episode was still about three hours in and 15 minutes so i didn't really feel like i i had gained anything runtime wise by cutting stuff out uh there there is a part of me especially given how the production of these episodes went that wishes i'd have just put up the episode as is and had the podcast available before Christmas. Uh, but this was still a, I don't want to say it was a fun experiment, but it was certainly an educational experiment all the same. Now, early on in our conversation about the show, uh, techno talked about, uh, executive producer, uh, Nicole Dubuque and, uh, how she cast herself as the voices of both Skywarp and Nova Storm, presumably as an opportunity to collect residuals as the royalties for voice work pays better than as a writer. And that reminded me of uh, similar difficulties facing creators in the world of comic books. I mean, I mean, one one of the stories I, I like to tell, and obviously, you know, it's it's kind of uh, mixing metaphors a bit, but um, uh, Ed Brubaker, who is a, a comic book writer, talks about how he has made more money by his blink and you'll miss it cameo in Captain America: The Winter Soldier than he did for creating the Winter Soldier. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Jim Starlin had to go whining uh, like for a while before Marvel finally. Uh, like re gave him a deal so that he would yeah. quit complaining about how he was making more <laughs> off KG Beast than he was yeah. off of uh, Thanos, Gamora, uh, like uh, Drax, all those characters that he full on created at Marvel. Like he didn't yes. reinvent; he full on created. Right. But he exactly. created the, but he created them a decade before Jim Shooter brought in the uh, royalty agreements. Mm hmm. Yeah, comics, man. It's uh, <laughs> it's just mm. such a hard game out there. Yeah. Now, I don't know if you caught it, but there was actually a stray reference to the quote-unquote Ed Brubaker effect much later in the episode that I couldn't figure out how to edit around, so I just kind of left it in. Uh, that's the funny thing about trying to get cute with editing stuff out and editing around things and moving things around. Inevitably, you'll end up with the, the Mike Seibert classic, quote-unquote, like I was saying earlier, 
uh, reference to something I had decided to cut out and you never heard. Uh, I run into that all the time. And my uh, my buddy, Anthony Percali, TFU.info, he's usually the first one to tell me. He's like, uh, yeah, I liked how you said, uh, like I said earlier, but you you made no reference to that earlier. But anyway, uh, back to Nicole Dubuc for, for a moment. I wasn't specifically familiar with her or her work in Transformers prior to our recording, so I went to tfwiki.net and found a terrific write-up on her that I'll share with you uh, here now. Uh, Nicole Dubuque is a television writer. She started out as a child actor, appearing, appearing in the sitcom Major Dad as Robin, one of the kids. After graduating from Yale, she began a career in children's anima- animated television, writing a number of episodes for Kim Possible. She served as story editor for season two of my friends Tigger and Pooh and is currently a trustee for the Animation Guild as well as writing scripts and theme song lyrics for Transformers Rescue Bots. She co-developed that series with Jeff Klein and Brian Hofeld and served as story editor. She went on to create and executive produce that show's sequel series, Transformers Rescue Bots Academy, and later served as an executive producer on Transformers EarthSpark. And for all of her writing credits, she does have a few voice credits as well, voicing Bumblebee, Cat, and Mrs. Lusky in Transformers Rescue Bots, along with the aforementioned Skywarp and Nova Storm in Transformers EarthSpark. And hey, speaking of the TF, wiki i thought it was relatively common practice to have the tf wiki up when you're doing any kind of transformers podcasting but perhaps i'm in the minority um i i guess i i uh, i i have the tf wiki up also and i'm sure i'll uh refer to this cheater uh, yeah <laughs> mentally like the rest of us it is, it is, you've never what? seen the show Wow. Okay. Well, fine. I might have notes. <laughs> I do too. I wrote them on a napkin. Am I the only one who's raw dogging this right now? Like me? I don't have any notes. I don't have any notes. Walk in and say whatever. My TV was my notes. Nope. Yeah. Well, I was going to say it. Like, so, um, so I have you, important things to say. Damn it! No, I, I understand. <laughs> well, it. Uh, I, I I think Joe is going to play the Mike Seibert role here because, like, I my uh, uh my good buddy Ryan Jett from Autopod Decepticast said it said it brilliantly recently. He's like, I think Mike Seibert is just overclocked and he just has a lot of stuff to say and he just needs to get it out. And I'm like, yeah, that that. That probably covers it. So, um, but well, okay, well, fine. So now the topic of humans in the Transformers comes up frequently and is often a uh, hotly debated point of contention. In this next clip, I talk more about scale and scope and the value of humans in Transformers stories. Like, you know, I, I was, uh, uh, we were just reviewing uh, Thief in the Night, one of the, the season three episodes, the uh, Carbamia episode. Um, but anyway, it's it 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 showcases like like Metroplex fighting Trypticon, and it's just like there, there's like no scale. It's like you know, if you have like Titan sized Transformers wrestling around, there should be like some kind of like scale or consequence or something. And one of the failings of that episode is that there just isn't, you know. And and I I think you need humans to reflect 
the humanity of the Transformers. You know, it's like, you know, Lita, you were talking about the the War for Cybertron series. And I, I feel like stories that are uh, removed from a human organic element kind of misses the point. We spoke quite a lot about the diversity and inclusion in Transformers Earthspark and the work specifically of writer May Cat and their contribution to the Transformers franchise. I like May Cat quite a lot. I've met them at TFCon LA as well as during Icon Online, where they were a part of our diversity panel, which I think was one of the most powerful and most important things uh, that that we did uh, during that show as a as a presentation. And incidentally, I'm I'm reminded looking at the calendar, uh, the two year anniversary of Icon Online is coming up at the end of January. But all of the panels are still up on the Icon Online YouTube channel. If you want to check it out, there's a there's a lot of great stuff there, a lot of great panels, and it, it really was a a triumph for. Um, a, a scrappy band of friends to come together and think they were going to put on a virtual Transformers convention during COVID. Uh, we're, we're really very proud of the the work we did, and a lot of that stuff still um, stands the test of time, I think. And and if you were going to check out any one thing from that from that uh, series of videos, I would say definitely check out the uh, the diversity panel, which uh, uh, Maycat was a part of. And anyway, um, as I was saying, uh, Maycat is also somewhat of a polarizing writer as well. Now, uh, some of the criticism of their work relates to bringing a more... Uh, fan fiction mentality to some of the stories they write. Um, a, a lot of LGBTQ plus themes and some unambiguous romance and uh, and material for uh, for the shippers out there. I'm not complaining. I I like official canon being more ship friendly and and encouraging of of different relationships and having that representation and that diversity. But when we talked about Maycat's work on Transformers Earthspark, I think I lost the thread of the discussion and drifted from the original topic. I, I, I wonder, because like, you know, we, uh, you know, we, we talked about uh, Maycat uh, uh, briefly earlier and kind of their influence on latter day media. I mean, they're, they're, their um, handprints are all over that 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 last third of a uh, 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 war for Cybertron Kingdom, um, wh which is great. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, one, one of the one of the yeah, I was gonna say, have you picked up the art book for that at all yet? Because there was just reading the art book, it is clear just how much of their uh, fingerprints are all over that. Because of just all the different, all the different specific cited references to wanting to get like Beast Wars characters doing certain stuff. Exactly. And 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 that's what I was going to reference here. I, I wonder where the line is and how far the envelope can be pushed in terms of at the end of the day, the, this is still a children's show for children. Um, uh, you know, I, I have a I have a, a couple tethers to uh, conservative media. And, you know, the thing that 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 those assholes love to throw around is everyone's a groomer. And, and it, it is just the slur du jour in it, and it fucking sucks. But I mean, uh, slur. so, yeah, of course, I mean, of course. But yeah, it just it that that does make me worry if how how far 
the uh the envelope does get pushed uh like in terms of like you know uh further gender identity sexual identity you know that that kind of stuff um that tangent there sparked off an entire conversation about robots and the difference between gender identity and sexual identity, uh, also a hotly debated topic in Transformers fandom. And while I didn't feel like it felt like it belonged in our larger discussion about Transformers Earthspark, I felt like it was still important enough to present to you here. Um, of all of the cuts that I made to the episode, this was the piece I wanted to make sure was restored and shared as a part of this bonus episode. So, uh, uh, before, before we pivot, uh, uh, my buddy Nick is, is in the comments and, and he asked an interesting question for, for us to address. Uh, aren't all robots non-binary cause robot, cause the robots can't mate with each other. And, I don't know. I, I, and this, this kind of gets into a, a interesting conversation dynamic about, I don't know, gender studies and the transformers, because obviously there, there are um, many different viewpoints. Yeah. I, I guess I kind of take the more um, lost light perspective of that, you know, your gender identity is a part of, you know, kind of, kind of how you present, uh, present yourself. Like, I mean, again, there, there's that, that, you know, the, the iconic, uh, scene where, uh, Anode is talking to the bartender and it's just like, well, Hey, wait a sec. Didn't you used to be, um, a he, well, yeah. It's like, well, Oh, you, I, I'm a she now. And, uh, and lug too, you know, it just, it, it, it just, it just feels right. It's you know, also it, very much a th sorry to cut you off there, but it's also very much a a thing to note that gender and sexual orientation are two completely separate things. So in this case, we're talking about a gender identity. We don't know sort sexual orientation, and you know maybe we will, maybe we won't. My guess is we won't. It's a kid show, and honestly, you know the fanfic writers will take it from there. Yeah. So yeah. if we're talking yeah. like gender and like you know gender orientation and stuff, it is notably different that sex and sexual orientation doesn't really play a part in your gender identity in, in terms of like how you represent yourself or i think that i i think how nightshade explained it in the show is perfect oh may i be the bobblehead of course um morgan can you switch uh nightshade's pronouns are they them he or she just doesn't fit who i am my apologies please switch their piece Yep. You really don't need it. You don't need to go any deeper than that. It's mm -hmm. understood. You yep. get what that character is saying and why they feel like how they feel. And I think they did it just right. Right there with simple, that particular truth. Simple. We had a moment of optimist acknowledging and we move on. We're not lingering yep. on it. Again, yep. because it's, it's 2022. It natural, it's a yeah. very normal fucking thing. Exactly. Wasn't it so nice that yep. it was like, uh, there they them. And it's just like, all right. Okay. Yeah. I thought the, uh, I thought the moment there with nightshade and Optimus was well handled purely because it, rem it does remind me watching that, that, Oh yes, this is a cartoon that is being made for children who may not necessarily have been introduced to this concept before. And okay. someone needs to introduce children to these concepts because otherwise, if you have no knowledge of an idea, then you don't necessarily know how to express yourself properly. 
and knowing that that is a valid way, thing that exists will then uh, potentially get people to go, oh yeah, I like it's the whole Newspeak thing of uh, from like 1984 there, where you just if you destroy the ways of people to reference an idea, then you can effectively somewhat kill the idea if they don't it's know how to express children it. Are growing, children are growing up in a media and in a digital age yes. and stuff, so yes. I have. I have no doubt in my mind that they've already been in one way or another have seen this programming or have seen this representation in other forms. And what's really great mm -hmm. about that is that this is being done in a very healthy, normal way. That's, you know, yes. as, as you mentioned, and as you touched on very with the child mind in mind. Yeah. Which I think is good for everybody because, yes. you know, even like we're discussing here, it, it's not as pardon the term binary as, as you know, it's like, you know, again, I I'm glad I have friends that are smarter than me and can articulate uh, concepts better than I can. But yeah, the, the, the whole concept of uh, gender identity and, and uh, sexual preference being completely different and those things being all separate and the folks that get hung up on this stuff, get hung up on like, you know, the, 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 a clinical reproductive aspect of it and and there's there's a lot more to it than that and and, and <laughs> yes exactly i love it i love it drink everybody drink yeah, yeah. Lita said it again yeah, yeah. Um, and i think the uh i think it i think that the whole idea of uh like gender not being in transformers flew the coop as soon as they brought in uh, the female autobots and rc and back yeah. in G1. And then, of course, you have Beast yeah. Wars, where no one made a big deal about the fact that uh, Beast Wars had like explicitly female characters. Yes. Yeah. With, with boobers and everything. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. With interesting origin stories for their, their design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was something else. What a woman. <laughs> <laughs> changed a lot of people, I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's where robosexual came from. Make no mistake about it. Oh man. Oh man. Well, well, now now I feel uncomfortable trying to 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 uh, swing the topic back to talking about. Uh, well, let me do that then. Uh, <laughs> I haven't talked in a long time, so yeah, much. Yeah. Later, when we talked about toys for Transformers Earthspark, we we kind of split off into a few different tangents, some of which are still part of the main episode. Uh, but this was a bit I felt okay letting go of, but I had to bring it back here just to revisit the ballad of Pizza Toss and Mike. Heck, if we can get human stuff selling, then maybe we can go back and actually fill in some stuff and get a freaking Sorry Simdak toy. Sure. Oh yeah, give it to me. I, I would like a sorry for sure. Especially oh. give her give her human mode and then give her Cybertronian mode too you somehow. Like season three, sorry, yeah. Oh yeah, I'd be down for that. Michael, you look yeah. dumbfounded by this revelation. You you're okay. just like ah, 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 it's ah, not ah, that, ah. but uh I was just I was just uh hashtagging shoulder dot on Twitter. Oh and I did hashtag Earthspark, and one of the first things that came up for the suggestion was hashtag Earthspark Pizza Night. 
what was this? Was this a promotion? That was a promotion it looks like... that the that Paramount Plus ran. I think you could oh hashtag God. it, and then you would get a or win a pizza party for your family with like branded boxing. Nice. Where was so I? Cool. That, Where was I? I'm the premier rolled, pizza person on. I know the that that rolled out very late in terms of like a marketing yeah. strategy. I think it was like the day before November 11th, which is when the episodes okay. dropped. That I even saw any branding for it, but around that all, same it time, it was practically my birthday, and somehow oh, yeah. I missed out. I mean, it's pizza, it's pizza branding that's not Genshin Related Impact. Thing. That's something. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. literally pizza tossing Mike. I mean, come on. You got to <laughs> I need <laughs> that pizza box. Out. Someone save your pizza box if you still have it. If the recycling's a little behind, if you could just save that pizza box and send it to me. <laughs> Go to eBay. I'm sure there's one lingering. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. There yeah. might yeah. be some crust left over. Like, oh, my God. at $500. Okay. I'm... And speaking of toy talk, Joe talks about a toy in his collection that was supposed to be a part of the Rise of the Beast toy line. But first, Lita talks about why some of the Earthspark toys were delayed. It could also be a situation where they didn't want to potentially have competition for Rise of the Beasts and have two things out to market because they were releasing that trailer soon. So it might have been a conflict. And like, who knows when this was in production during the pandemic? It might have been where mm. currently before Rise of the Beasts had its new launch date. Yes. They would have had all of those things that they had to walk back as well. So yes, that I would mean, have been this year. All those toys would have been out in the holidays. So all, the, this year. all the toys would have been on shelves for Christmas. So they probably didn't want to compete for that. Like, yeah, we know there's stuff that's already been manufactured too. Like, look at that Optimus Primal mask the and mask. the fact that Wave 1 is already starting to hit leakers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have a toy back here that was supposed to be a Rise of the Beast toys that they put in a, a late edition Cyberverse release. Oh yeah, I that think, Optimus, right? right, right. Yeah, the the one touch, the one where you push the button and he transforms. Yeah, sorry, it's 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 back here. It'd be a long, it'd be a little, <laughs> it's a little hard to get them out. But they that that was supposed to be a Rise of the Beast toys, and even that got affected by everything too. So I I get what Lita's saying that it just could be a supply thing. It could be the way that with the pandemic hit, like distribution and things like that. But man, it would be so nice to have a Twitch and Thrash figure right now. It'd yeah. be so cool to have a, a helicopter Megatron with the spikes oh, yeah. on his shoulder. Yeah, very cool. You know what I mean? Shoulder like dot, you would dot. see me with pictures on shoulder Twitter dot. right now. Shoulder yeah, dot. Shoulder dot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got friends with those. Yeah. And by the way, I am starting to see some Earthspark figures hitting retail. I just saw some Wave 1 Deluxes at Target last weekend. I happened to be there uh, on the hunt for G.I. Joes. I found um, a pig full of Outbacks, but no no Python Patrol. Um, uh, but I, I did see uh, a bunch of figures that I didn't realize were uh, coveted, and I passed by them <laughs> without even realizing what I was passing on. But yeah, there, there, was, there was a handful of the the Earthspark uh, Deluxes. I found like the the new uh, buzzworthy uh, leader class, uh, a movie Optimus, and something having to do with Swoop and Bumblebee. And yeah, it's it's interesting when you're looking for something and you see something that you're not looking for and you just kind of pass it by. I was talking with some friends. It's like, oh, you let all that stuff go, and I'm like, yeah, I wasn't wasn't looking for it, and I don't want it. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but for as much fun as our live stream was, 
Um, all good things must come to an end. And if you're familiar with the usual cadence of how a typical Mike Seibert radio podcast ends, I always invite my guests to hype whatever projects they're working on and to promote their social media channels. But as the landscape of social media platforms continues to shift, I do like to tease my friends a little bit. Mastodon! Pterodactyl! Triceratops! So nobody's doing the mastodon. I tried. I tried. I do have a mastodon account. I barely used it. So I have one. I'm so confused. I I don't even know what that is. There's a reason Hive is going to win, and that is because they actually put effort into the UX design. Gotcha. Like security is important, but security is not isn't going to be what gets people to migrate over there. It's also intimidation nation, like with the servers and stuff. Like I don't fucking know. I didn't it's even pretty- get on one of the cool servers, so I'm already like, don't I don't want you guys. I'm already I don't need- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, I I'm uh, I I'm gonna start a, a Dragon Zord account and stuff. That that will be there. How dare you? <laughs> Speaking of how dare I, Michael Andrews, you you got you got books, you got you got stuff coming up. That's it, books. Jump- And speaking of Michael Andrews, finally, we spoke a little bit about our upcoming Transformers animated podcast, Two Mics, Two Furious. Yes. And 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 coming soon ish. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe depending upon how sleepy you are, maybe stick around. early, early 2027. Probably uh, put something out. I, I swear to Christ, we're gonna do two mics, two furious, where where me and Michael Andrews will sit through and watch Transformers animated because he's a big fan, and it's a blind spot for me. So it's uh, we we feel like that's gonna be a how how are you guys at naming things? By the way, since 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 we're here, do you, do you like two mics, two furious? Do I need to find a different name? I don't know. I like Never yeah. mind. Too furious. That's pretty okay. Good. Okay, fair it's been right. a working title for like four years now it might just at least i mean it, we've been it talking about that since, since since before the pandemic for sure uh in fact this was originally going to be a pandemic project and then the pandemic <laughs> kind of sort of ended but it also hasn't anyway but it also didn't yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly you know it you know it but anyway look, look for two mics too furious sometime in uh in in the future by the way One last thing about Transformers Animated. Did you catch the Easter egg when the Maltos were at the gas station? There's a specific can of soda on the table. Did you see it? The name on the side of the can reads, Sorry. I missed that. We all missed that when we talked about it on the panel. But someone who didn't miss it was my friend Anthony Brucalli, TFU.info himself. He still might be the only person in the fandom to have clocked that. Uh, his was the first tweet I saw about it. Almost a month after the show had aired, he had reached out to me via DM, asked me if I saw it. I had no idea what he was talking about. Um, but it was kind of funny because like he, he had written to me as he was listening to the podcast, uh, not knowing if we, if we were going to get to it. Cause I don't think it was in that episode yet, but, um, uh, but now, uh, before I close out here, I, I told you, I was going to share with you a story about saving your work. Record Jen set up a bot that used to post on Twitter every Monday and Friday. Hey, don't forget to back up whatever you've been working on exclamation point end quote. And I'm reminded of a particular song lyric about good advice 
that you just didn't take. Yeah, but I can't recall it right now. Isn't that ironic, don't you think? Anyhow, these podcasts, these two episodes, this episode and then the, the one preceded it, uh, uh, talking about Transformers Earth Spark, these two episodes came together this way because I wanted to experiment a little bit as I get into a slightly different headspace to prepare for Two Mics Too Furious. It it's my intention to try to edit that show a little tighter than I edit Mike Seibert radio here for better or worse. I don't cut my ums or spacer words. Like I, I, I use a, a tool to kind of truncate the silence a little bit. That's where like some of that weird clipping that you hear comes from every now and again. Um, but, but I use it to uh, kind of cut some of the, the larger uh, swaths of, Silence, but I don't I don't cut the ums. I used to, but then I realized that that isn't a accurate representation of how I talk. Unfortunately, and I've talked about this so many times before, I'm barely going to litigate it here, but just just my manner of speaking like I, I could probably stand to do some vocal coaching or or perhaps um, discipline myself better. Um, again, I'm great at teaching, but I'm not necessarily uh, good at taking my own advice. But uh, regardless, laziness disguised as authenticity, you decide. My point being is I, I thought it would be an interesting challenge to go through the EarthSpark live stream podcast, the audio, and look for tangents that didn't fit the overall narrative and then pull those best bits aside for a second episode which is what you're listening to right now um and and i figured i i'd i'd approach it the same way for two mics too furious when we get to it because i i figured in that podcast with the the idea of it being more focused on a a discussion on an episode of transformers animated i also know how i talk um, I figured there there would be tangents in there and a good way to make that show a little tighter and maybe more appealing to a broader audience would be just to tighten it up, toss tangents out there and maybe put stuff up as a bonus episode. I hadn't quite figured it out yet, but um, but in doing this experiment, I made two critical mistakes. One, I did not appreciate how daunting a task it would be going through three and a half hours of live stream audio, specifically looking for stuff to take out, but stuff that would still be good enough to share later. That held up the entire production, um, the entire process uh, of editing and, and getting the show out. But then, number two... I did not heed Trickster's advice. I did not listen to Record Gen's Twitter bot. This is the hubris of Mike Seibert. I had the full show, three and a half hours, full show open in Audacity. I edit in Audacity. Your uh, uh, your your uh, digital audio uh, workspace may be different. But then as I had time, I would chip away at it a bit at a time, clipping audio and pasting those sections into a new session, a separate file. Basically working two bits of audio at the same time. I did this for almost a week on my work computer. 
<laughs> um, so one day I come into work and I see that my computer has been rebooted, software update or something, and all of my stuff was gone. Um, I hadn't saved a goddamn thing. Not, not through the whole week, not through the entire process. Now, I was able to recover a version of the file I, I had been tinkering with in Audacity. Basically, once I got it uh, reopened and resaved, it was basically the audio track that I had sliced all of the pieces out of. And I had gotten to the end. So I, I was able to consolidate that audio file and finally publish the podcast that I intended to before Christmas. Um, now, after I published that episode, more time passed and I'm just like, what am I going to do? And I, I know I've got a couple of these things that I would like to share, like, like the whole, um, uh, gender section there. In fact, that, that was really the piece I wanted more than anything, but I, I couldn't figure out what I wanted, one, where it was, and then two, how to, uh, build something around it. And anyway, I, over time, I figured out a system to be able to restore the cuts I had made without having to go back through the entire raw audio, listening to all three and a half hours and cut from scratch. But man, it was time consuming. And that's why now, uh, a month and a day after the original live stream. I'm just now putting the finishing touches on this bonus episode, and I'm finally going to uh, put uh, uh, Transformers Earth Spark in my in my rear view uh, for a uh, uh, for a few. But I I learned two valuable lessons from this ordeal. One. I am not going to take this approach uh, with the new podcast. I, I'll try a different method. Um, I, I'm I'm not exactly sure what I'm what I'm going to. Uh, you know, m maybe when we do two mics, too furious, uh, maybe there won't be as many tangents and uh, not as much for me to take out, and uh, that'd be more material for a. Uh, uh, for you to enjoy there once we get that, uh, that project going, uh, very, very soon. Uh, but then the, the most important lesson, of course, and it's obvious, it's fundamental, but back up your work, back up your work. If you're not going to finish it in one sitting, back up your work. If you're even going to like leave your chair, like if you're, if you're going for like a biology break or something like that, you know, just it, it, it you'd lose nothing by hitting save. All right, and that will wrap things up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me. If you want to listen to my past episodes, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcasts. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. And I, again, want to thank my special guests, Joe Bot, Chally, Lita, General Techno, and Michael Andrews. Uh, they were a blast. Go check out all of their stuff. My name is Mike. This has been Mike Cybert Radio. And until next time, tell all or one, make good choices. Mike Cybert Radio is recorded in Seattle, Washington. Our original theme song is written and performed by Lucia Fasano. Get her music on all streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, including her groovy new single, Habitable Planets. Check out her Instagram at Lucia underscore Fasano. 
Our closing theme is A Nice Place to Visit by These Young Fools, used with permission from Michael Geisler. Check out Michael's website, bytormusic.com. Special thanks to Andy Lita for our logos and graphic design. He's at GoGoAndyRobo out on Twitter. Become a Mike Cybertronian and join the MSRP Friends and Fans Facebook group. And you can follow me on social media at MikeCybertRadio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And check out my YouTube channel for even more videos and subscribe so you never miss a show. Want to be a guest on the show? Send me an email, MikeCybertRadio at gmail.com. And don't forget to join us this Friday, January 13th, Friday the 13th at 7 p.m. Pacific Time. It's my interview with Patriot Prime himself, the host of Patriot Prime Reviews, uh, talking toys and YouTubes and hockey masks and slasher movies. It's, it, it's going to be a blast. We'll see you later. I feel like I should say make good choices again, but I already did that once.